Well, we've been told for some time now to try to limit our consumption of red meat, and new research out suggests that uh, it's not only red meat, but uh, white meat as well. We might want to start avoiding that, or at least a moderate moderating, uh, moderizing, or limiting our consumption of white meat. For more on this, let's uh, bring in our friend nutritionist and founder of Go With Your Gut, Laura DeSanctis. She joins us with more on this on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Laura, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks as always for being here. Uh, this is a research that suggests that it's no longer just red meat, but uh, white meat that might have an effect on our cholesterol levels. Can you explain a little bit for us? Yeah, actually, when you go into the Further in the study, it says later on in the observation that there wasn't really a direct link to it. But um, for me, being a nutritionist and dealing with a lot of people that have food sensitivities, it's very hard to kind of distinguish between the difference of um, red versus white. I think we need to look at, and based with a lot of these studies, is the source of meat, where it's coming from. Because animal protein, poultry, beef, lamb, um, goat, all of that can be really good for us. But again, it comes back to the best quality possible. So I'm just curious, you know, in the study, I think they surveyed people between the ages of like 21 to 40, what kind of meats were they giving them? And it's still like the jury's out in terms of does red meat um, link to high cholesterol and even white? So I'm very curious to see like long term what these effects could be. Yeah, and again, uh, they're saying that this will be uh, the white meat uh, can be just as bad for you as red meat when it comes to a cholesterol uh, present uh, in your blood. And I'm just wondering, is there a difference between red and white meat when it comes uh, to uh, digestion in our uh, gut, which uh, I know is your specialty? Is one easier to digest than the other? Yeah, of course. I think eating red meat and eating lots of red meat, especially if you're looking at having steak every day or every other day, there is a lot of fat content in it, but it's also a lot harder to break down than um, poultry, let's say. And then also if you're not producing enough uh, HCL, which is hydrochloric acid in your body, um, it's going to be very hard for something like a steak. And usually in North Americans don't eat like a small piece of steak. They eat like half the plate of just the steak. It's going to break down and ferment in the body. So, yeah, I definitely see a correlation between red meat versus white. And it is definitely a lot harder to break down in the body. Yeah, because white meat has generally been seen as leaner and the more healthier uh, alternative. But we need to look at uh, all different uh, facets uh, when it comes to to these meats, just not like your cholesterol levels, but as we've been talking about here, just how the body breaks it down, digests it and such. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of Americans still think, and the jury, like I said, is still out thinking that meat or even white meat uh, is linked to heart disease and diabetes or even obesity, but it's it's not just the meat. It's assessing everything that's on your plate. And actually, meat is pretty nutrient-dense food, and it does prevent disease and nutritional deficiencies that you wouldn't get by just going on a completely plant-based diet. And I was going to ask you as well, when it comes to uh, protein, uh, obviously mm-hmm. people eat meat uh, you know, to make sure they're getting the right amount of protein uh, in their diets, but uh, is there better ways, uh, I mean, you don't have to abandon meat uh, entirely here, but when we talk about uh, the body and its uh, reaction, is there better ways to get to protein or uh, other ways? I think meat is one of the best sources of protein. It's just how much meat that we're consuming, and you're not going to get all your essential amino acids just by going on a completely vegan or vegetarian diet. And also, there's been research that, you know, going on a completely plant-based diet, it could lead to more muscle loss. It's one of the single biggest, um, like, rapid aging, I guess, diseases. Uh, So animal protein is one of the best sources for that as we get older um, because it does help when we're building muscle. But I also think it also, eating plants, 
you know, eating a plant-based diet versus having meat, you feel a lot fuller when you're eating um, more proteins coming from an animal source. So that is also healthier as well. And when you eat like three cups of beans per day versus having like a small piece of chicken, you're actually getting 100 grams of carbs equal like six ounces of an animal protein. So that's also something to consider too, especially if you're trying to lose weight or maintain a balanced, healthy lifestyle. All right, let's move off of uh, meats and protein to another uh, story that uh, caught our eye today in uh, sugar, sugars in our food. And there's a a call over in the uh, UK, uh, Laura, by the Institute for Public Policy Research there. They would like to see plain packaging on sugary goods and a ban on junk food advertising. They they essentially want to treat uh, sugary snacks the way uh, smoking has uh, been treated in some areas with uh, just plain plain brown packaging. Uh, What do you think of that idea? I, I think it's great. I think I've heard this talk for the last 10 years and being in the health and wellness industry, we as a nutritionist and a lot of people in the field would advocate for this because sugar and refined sugar is nutrient dead. It contains no proteins, no vitamins, no minerals, no fiber, no antioxidants at all. Um, and usually it's derived from something genetically modified. Um, it could be a genetically modified sugar beets if we're looking at refined sugar. So sugar is found in most packaged products. And I don't think a lot of people realize where it's hidden. So it's aside from the pastries, the cakes, and the candies. It's in, like, your box cereals, your granola, your energy bars, or, like, your protein bars that where you're thinking you're eating something healthy. But in order for people to get addicted to this more and like the taste, um, they don't realize how much sugar is actually in these products. Even in your salad dressing, bottle sauces, yogurts, they're so much hidden sugar. So I definitely agree for that. I think that's something that people need to be, people need to pay attention to because we realize that there's so many negative health implications um, when it comes to adding sugar or even not being aware that there's sugar in our diet. Yeah. Is a rule of thumb uh, when it comes to sugar, when we look at the uh, labeling on our, our food uh, right now, is there an acceptable amount or, or level of sugar? I think it's just going back to the basics. And when it comes to an acceptable amount, it's like if you are craving sugar, why are you craving sugar? And then why don't you reach for like a fruit um, that's got high natural sugar and it's way easier to digest than having something from a box or a package. Yeah, the old rule of thumb is try to eat uh, natural, right, instead of going to something packaged or processed. For sure. But when you're looking at like um, when you're checking a list of ingredients, there are hidden refined sugars. So brown sugar isn't good for you. Raw sugar, cane sugar, sorbitol, anything that ends in an oath, like sucrose, glucose, fructose, (laughs) lactose. Those are like the key things to look for when you're picking up a packaged product and try to avoid that as well as high fructose corn syrup at all costs. I love it. Stay away from the oaths. Got it. (laughs) Laura, thanks for the time as always. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. We'll talk soon. There's Laura DeSanctis, nutritionist and founder of Go With Your Gut.